I know you have opinions about this very big story, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, so we'll get to some of your reactions uh, after we speak to our guest about it. But uh, I know that the concern about E. coli and the protection of our children in this province is something that is top of mind for a lot of people. Uh, the forced closure of 11 daycare centers due to an E. coli outbreak that has now affected 310 people in our province uh, has a lot of long-term implications uh, about what this means for, for daycare centers, what this means in terms of what the government should be doing, what accountability are they taking, how protected are we here in this province. 21 of those people have been sent to hospital. Uh, the majority of these are kids, which is something that I think is really, really hard to wrap our hands around and really actually confront the idea of toddlers and children being faced with something that could pose either life-threatening or life-changing illnesses uh, as something that is really dark and hard to comprehend. Seven of those kids are on dialysis and the long-term outcomes of what this is going to mean for them is still still creating some uncertainties and still causing some unknowns. So uh, it's a big conversation, and I would love to know, as I said, your thoughts on this one. So 780-496-0063. We're going to talk a little bit about what the Premier must do here with our guest, who's an Alberta-based columnist for The Globe and Mail, Kelly Kreiderman. Kelly, thank you so much for making time for the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I mean, this story is something that is, it's unimaginable. It's something that it I think is. it makes people feel really passionate and really angry, and rightfully so. What was your reaction when you first learned that this was taking place here in our province? Well, I think if anybody imagines, you know, a, a, a preschooler potentially on dialysis because of something that they ate for lunch, I think whether you have children or not, you can, uh, you can imagine uh, how terrible that is. Of course, the, you know, the type of E. coli that infected the food can cause really disastrous complications for the very old and the very young. And uh, it's, it's, it's just really a nightmare situation uh, for parents. And we overuse that term, but I can't imagine the stress that children and their families are going through who've been affected by this. I mean, I'm myself a parent and, you know, I, I trust the provider that, uh, that we use for, for childcare. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it does, it sort of raises all of these anxieties that you feel as a parent, even if your kid is in what you would consider really capable hands. It's just this feeling of this lack of control and this frustration and this wondering in about what could potentially happen next? How protected are we here in our province to, to put in safeguards against something like this? And we don't really know those answers, do we? Mm -hmm. I think, I think you know, that it raises, you know, a larger question beyond this individual system situation, I should say, about public health and, you know, the focus on it and, and whether we're talking, uh, and not only public health, also the way that we regulate child care in the province and look after child care. And I think we don't know yet exactly what happened. Uh, the province is still investigating, trying to find the exact food source that caused this. They're pretty sure, they're almost positive, that it came from a central kitchen mm -hmm. that distributed food to multiple child care centers in Calgary. But I think, you know, once, uh, the, once we have, start to have an idea of what happened, it, I, I have a hard time imagining that every, everybody will be okay with things staying as they are. And I think the Premier even spoke to that earlier this week in Edmonton. She was asked about 
about the case. And a lot of what she said is the information that has been provided by public health officials. But she also gave one comment that there will have to be consequences. Mm-hmm. And certainly she did not uh, expand on what she means. And I don't know if she's talking about the child care, the owner of the child care center or the kitchen or the systemic failures that might have happened. But I think that it deserves a broader look at what happened, a closer examination of what happened, because we are dealing with people's lives, we're dealing with children's health, and I don't think anybody is going to be okay if we just, uh, if, 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 if this just uh, doesn't provoke some kind of change or consequences, as the Premier said. Now, the opposition, Alberta NDP, is calling for a full inquiry, and I, I think it is a question of whether that happens or not. I did relate a E. coli, I, I wrote a column about this and told the story of an E. coli outbreak that I'm sure most people remember in Walkerton, Ontario, in, in, 23 years ago. And in that case, and when water was contaminated and half the town was made ill, essentially half a 5,000-person town was made ill, there were, there were deaths. And we, knock on wood, it is not as grim as that in Alberta, but I still, and there was a full inquiry then then that looked at how it happened, like multiple reports. And I, I think we have to consider something like that to, to find out what really happened here and what are, what are all the contributing factors to how this happened, because we don't want it to happen again. Yeah, and certainly, you know, I think, obviously we don't want any fatalities to come from this, but that's really only one metric of looking at this. I mean, the severity of this mm-hmm. is still something that I think we really need to be taking seriously, even if, even if everybody is reasonably okay. I mean, I think to have such a close call and to kind of gamble with the health of kids is it's a huge, huge public health issue. What do you think about the accountability that the government has taken so far? What accountability do you think that they need to have here? Well, I think, you know, I think we are all, we've gone through a very difficult period with the pandemic when it comes to, to public health and to hearing reports day in and day out about the number of people in hospital. And I think we've almost become used to it in a way that is not especially helpful in a situation like this. And I wrote, that's why I really think it's important for politicians to show up to speak to this, as well as the chief medical officer of health. And I think even as a visual cue to people to help them understand this is serious, this is not just a run-of-the-mill food poisoning uh, issue that has happened before. This is, this is one of the most significant E. coli outbreaks in the history of Canada. And I think, I think it is important for politicians to show up in that regard because it, it signals to the public how serious the, the issue is. And I think... The Smith government is trying to differentiate itself from the Kenny government. Um, Daniel Smith has talked many times about wanting to move on from the pandemic, and I, I don't think she wants to make as many public appearances or be as involved in public health as Jason Kenny was through the pandemic. Like, remember how many conferences he was at and leading the discussion about pandemic measures. So I think... Um, with that in mind, with that, that political calculation in mind, she still has to show up for public health when it's as serious as this. I am expecting at some point she will, she, she will visit this disaster in some way. Even uh, she, will, uh, she will make an appearance. But I think it was important for the health minister 
for the Children's Services Minister and uh, the Chief Medical Officer of Health to show up this week to, to signal how significant this is. And you you write about that in your article, and I think that's an interesting point to take. Is you know the idea of these these specific figures making their presence known to really get that message out there? Do you think that the mm-hmm. messaging that they're portraying is is what Albertans want to hear? Is it enough? That's a good question. I think it's a start. I think we're at the beginning of a process in a lot of ways. I think if you know it. If um, I'm not knowing, we don't know all the investigation that is going on behind the scenes. And, you know, Dr. Mark Joffrey, the chief medical officer of health, he he spoke of urgency, which I think was kind of a a misstep on his part. and, And that his, and he later clarified that behind the scenes, he's been focused on the investigation and, and, um, nailing down exactly what happened. Um, I think a lot of Albertans, and I think it would have been useful for the media, for Albertans, if, if uh, the Chief Medical Officer of Health and the Children's Service Minister and the Health Minister had, had appeared earlier in, in this outbreak to speak to it. So I think, I think it could have happened earlier. Of course, AHS was still working, still providing updates. But I think, you know, political leadership needs to be there um, early and it needs to continue as well. You, you mentioned this a little bit at the beginning of our conversation, Kelly, and I kind of want to dive back into it. The idea of, of parents feeling reasonable peace of mind when it comes to their children's daycare mm-hmm. centers being looked at and inspected properly. We've already heard um, what I think is supposed to be a reassuring message that these daycare centers will be open um, as soon as they can. Can be. I don't. I don't know that that's the answer the parents want. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not just about opening your doors and, and resuming services. I think it's about knowing that the utmost care is in place first. So, what do you think about the idea of analyzing and maybe taking a harder look at the way that childcare is offered in this province? What does this force us to examine and, and really look at? Yeah, I think you know every childcare system across. The pro- uh, across the country is different depending on the province, and it's my understanding that the weighting of private child care in Alberta is heavier. We have more uh, for-profit child care than other provinces. Uh, other provinces have more of a focus on non-profit or um, a publicly run child care, and I think this we will have a discussion about the makeup of child care in our province um, and what that means, that, that that also could come out of it. I, I think it's possible to run a good system in any type, uh, to run a good child care facility in any type of system, um, but I think, you know, there will be a lot of questions about uh, the licensing and the focus of child care facilities, as well on that food inspection and food mm-hmm. safety. There'll be kind of two tranches there that people will be worried about. We've also been through a pandemic period where we know a lot of systems have been pressed and tested and in some ways breaking down. broken down. We have shortages of staff in a lot of areas. And you do wonder whether systems are holding up and how well they're holding up under all that pressure. Kelly, thank you so much for such a great article in theglobeandmail.com. Certainly our listeners can check that out if they want to. I really appreciate getting your insights today. Thanks so much.